Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Today, we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, Brad Tice. Brad is the president-elect for the American Pharmacists Association, or APHA, and he hails from Thompson Station, Tennessee. He received his bachelor's in PharmD degrees from the University of Kansas and an MBA from Vanderbilt. His career has spanned the pharmacy spectrum. Brad, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Well, hello and thank you. Well, we are excited to have you. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps and tell us a bit more about your personal life. Oh, sure. I, uh, so I've had a great opportunity in pharmacy. Uh, really started early on as a, I had the opportunity to be elected to national office as a student. And, and that really uh, exposed me to a lot of different opportunities and a lot of different people in the in the profession uh, but really I stayed involved even after as a student and stayed involved in the American Pharmacist Association and 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 other organizations uh, pharmacy has several of them depending on what part of the profession you're in but I w- I've worked in chain pharmacy community pharmacy uh, I've worked in academia at Drake University for eight years I've started up a, a couple of companies and uh, have then uh, one of those is a company on medication therapy management and then a little bit of time in managed care with a health plan and, and now with Cardinal Health, been there about four years. And so I've really had a lot of different opportunities across different parts of where pharmacy touches. Sure. Well, it it sounds like you've got a really uh, great background and and can kind of draw from a lot of those different experiences. And I'm sure that is uh, great as your new appointment as the incoming president for APHA. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you've really been involved with that um, organization for many years. But could you tell us a bit more about how your journey and how you decided to run for president. Sure. So, you know, I, I saw that as a student to get involved and, and really, you know, you go, I went to my first meeting as a professional meeting and, and really, you know, what, what there was so much opportunity in pharmacy and, and really just enjoyed the people in pharmacy. I, I think that was one aspect, but then also you really get energized from going to those meetings, seeing what other professionals are doing, seeing what all the opportunities in uh, in practice are, and getting exposed to maybe new new ideas that you hadn't thought of, or and or new opportunities. And and so, I've just always stayed involved. After being a student, uh, held many offices and elected to different positions, and just kind of grown up through the ranks. I was then. Uh, Speaker of the House of the American Pharmacists Association. That's the House of Delegates that sets the policy that kind of guides the profession um, throughout the year. 
through the American Pharmacists Association, and then uh, then served on the board of trustees, and and it was just time to kind of take the next step. And there's just a lot of work to do with medication use in general, and getting pharmacist positions to really use their uh, knowledge and training to solve some of the problems that are out there in the healthcare system. And and, and I think we all know with all of the talk about the changes in healthcare reform, there's a, there's a lot of need to you know, be a leader and position the profession, you know, within that change. Sure, absolutely. And there, there are really so many changes going on in healthcare right now, and certainly some great opportunities for the pharmacy industry. Are there any particular initiatives that you're excited to to kind of take charge on as as uh, leading the APHA organization, uh, I think first and foremost is provider status, and 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 really what's key about provider status for pharmacists is is really getting pharmacists working uh, more closely with uh, physicians and other healthcare practitioners uh, as a part of the care team and, and as a part of the uh, the solution to either work more closely in physician offices or to create more of a link between pharmacists and physicians in the community. Uh, and, and when I say physicians, I would include, you know, the nurse practitioners and, and the other providers that are, that are prescribing, that are diagnosing and then prescribing and, and really getting pharmacists fitting in, into that whole um, medical billing arena uh, you know, because one of the reasons pharmacists aren't used as much now is simply because the other healthcare providers can't quite see how they fit into their practice. Sure. As a profession, we've continued to make some great strides and, and have started to get included on those teams. But I think there's there's definitely um, a lot of opportunity there. So I'm glad that APHA and, and a lot of the other pharmacy organizations along under that vision, um, hopefully we'll see some great uh, strides in that. So that's that's exciting. And, and the big annual meeting will be uh, here in Nashville this upcoming March. March. So it'll be fun to host uh, all the pharmacists from all over the country here in Nashville. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that. It, it will be the first pharmacy meeting at the new convention center downtown in Nashville, and really getting everyone the real true feel. I think for for Nashville and, and all that it's you know has to offer right now. It's such a it city, such the place, the destination place to come to, and then that's certainly going to really bring everyone together there a really fun environment to uh to really focus on relationships and you know and building the profession at the same time it's it's you know having gone to that meeting and, and been a part of the profession for you know over 20 years now and i think i've gone to every one except i might have missed one along the way of the annual meetings you really develop a family you develop people and friends that you go back and you see and you look forward to catching up with so uh it's it's a big part of my professional life. Sure. And so, Brad, you're currently the director of uh, product strategy and commercialization for Cardinal Health. Could you tell us a bit more about your current role? Sure. We're actually uh, launching a new product that we're bringing to market that we're really excited about. It's called the Empower uh, Wellness and Adherence System. And, and really, it's a, it's a device that 
you know, it's like a the size of a coffee pot that sits on your uh, kitchen counter and it dispenses medicate dispenses your medication and it has the reminders and all the bells and whistles around alarms to help you remember to take your medication, but it's also a connected device back to the pharmacy where the the device measures if you've taken a pill out of the machine and can communicate that back. So if there's a concern from a caregiver or from the pharmacy just having visibility to did this patient remember to take their medication or do we need to reach out to them or are they having side effects or um, you know are they do we need to monitor you know how they're using their medications we can have that connectivity and so I'm really excited uh, to be able to connect the pharmacist and the patient more closely so that we can really tackle, you know, the big problem of non-adherence. You know, some studies have said not the, the lack of adherence by patients to remembering to take their medications or to take their medications is costing the healthcare system $290 billion a year. Uh, and we've, there's been ways to measure adherence, primarily through measuring if a person has picked up their refill or not. Um, but that's that data lags behind. It's not real actionable. Now we can get to a point where one, we can know as of, you know, in real time, if they've taken their medication or not. And then two, uh, we're connecting that device to other peripherals like blood glucometers, where we can overlay the blood glucose readings to the adherence readings and, and show patients, look, when you don't take your medication, that's when your blood sugars get out of control and help them really make the connection to their real life, everyday situations of remembering to take their medications. That is fascinating. I've been hearing a lot about technologies that are coming out, you know, what, whether it be reminders or some kind of a, a actually a vial that um, kind of tracks that. But I think that kind of format and having that connectivity uh, is really going to just provide a lot more information because, you know, perhaps the patient, uh, you know, they're not having as good of a, an outcome with their therapy because they're not adherent. Um, and so having kind of that empower device like that can certainly tell a lot of information. Is Cardinal partnering with any certain other groups and helping to roll that out? Or how would patients or, or pharmacists get access to that uh, device? Uh, we're just in actually our our first clinical trial to help establish the value of the device, and then we'll actually have commercial units available uh, for the first time uh, this fall. And uh, we're looking for partners and how we roll that out. It may be through uh, the health plans, or it could could be direct to consumer. Although. Uh, we've, we've got to work through some of those different launch strategies, but that's kind of what I do. And, and, and what's fun about my job is, is figuring out some of those complex problems and, and solving those problems to, to help bring these solutions to market. Awesome. What would you say some of the skills that you have uh, that are really lending themselves well to your current role? You know, I think one, um, one skill that I've developed over time or just the visionary thinking and really connecting the dots and putting the, seeing the big picture and putting that together for where we need to go and, and how we're going to get there. And so, um, you know, early in my career, I had the opportunity to, uh, really 
kind of focus outside of pharmacy. A lot of times you get into a profession or you get into a certain uh, position and people, we can be very inward focused. And, and so actually it was, you know, in pharmacy, we were all often looking inside of our own world to solve our own problems. And I started reaching out maybe more into the business community uh, and maybe got some solutions that were kind of outside of where people were normally focused. And uh, I think being able to connect those dots and reach out in those ways has really led to seeing you know, different solutions and, and pulling them together. Sure, absolutely. And you've uh, certainly had a, a lot of successes along the way. You've been kind of a, a nationally recognized expert in the MTM space and have obviously held uh, numerous leadership positions within APHA and, and other uh, organizations. With all of that success, uh, have you had any kind of lessons learned uh, along the way that you might be able to share with our listeners? And lessons learned. So yeah, some have come from success and the, and some have kind of maybe more of them have come the hard way. So, uh, uh, but, you know, I think lessons of success, hmm, let's see, I would say, you know, we all want things to happen fast. But it's really a journey, and it takes time for some things to develop, and, and, and sometimes you have to put plans in place and execute them and take the time to work through the solution uh, and just to persevere through them. And if you, you, know, you have a vision, you know what, what needs to be done or where you need to go, then uh, maybe that's the first step, um, but then persevering to, to accomplish it. And I think is oftentimes missed by people because they want, sometimes want things maybe we're all into maybe immediate gratification, but you know, some of the uh, big wins take a little bit longer than that. Sure. And, and for some, I guess, visionary thinker, thinkers, you kind of already see where you want to be, but some of that work is in actually kind of coaching along others and, and uh, getting them to where you, you know, see and can kind of like see the future. So speaking back to some of the successes, uh, do you, could you share a little bit more about, you know, maybe something that you're most proud of and what helped to contribute to um, some of that success? Something that I'm most proud of. Hmm, where would I look for that? <laughs> I mean, in the profession, let's see. I, I, you know, honestly, I would say it's 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 right in front of me with with getting elected to uh, president elect of the American Pharmacists Association. You know, when you when you think historically, I'll be the 164th president, and only 164 other people have really had that opportunity. Um, I think that is really. Uh, something to set, step back and appreciate. And so, so I think this will end up being one of the things I'm most proud of. Uh, as far as what led to that success, you know, I think I've, I've already mentioned perseverance and, you know, like I've mentioned how I've you know, been consistent um, and, and gone back, but also been a visionary and tried to push, push the uh, profession forward. Um, but but also, I would just really encourage everyone out there to realize life is about relationships. 
and taking the time to relate to people, to meet people, uh, and and not to be afraid to just kind of put yourself out there. But but over the long term, what's long term? What's what's really most important? I think in life is that we've developed the relationships that we care about other people, that we help people, whether it's in the profession, whether it's in our personal lives, and that becomes what's more meaningful over time than anything. Sure, absolutely, and and you've definitely been consistent and consistently engaged. And, you know, I think that uh, you having that long track record of being involved really also helped, of course, with your uh, newly elected position. So it's really exciting and, uh, you know, very excited for you and for uh, the things that you'll be helping lead the way uh, for this upcoming year. So, Brad, we've kind of talked a lot about how there's a lot of change going on in healthcare, and and obviously, uh, so many new things like uh, Cardinals Empower device that are coming out on the market. How do you stay current with what's going on in healthcare, and more specifically within the pharmacy field? Well, I think for me, it's about being engaged with other people in the profession. Uh, you know, I don't just go only to the American Pharmacist Association meeting. I've been fortunate to be involved in my state pharmacy association to uh, to being engaged really in the community, whether that's coaching kids sports. I'm an elder at Frank, my church, Franklin Christian Church in in Franklin, Tennessee, and uh, so I think I think it's just really about staying engaged and and always being involved, always being there either to help people or to push things forward and just being willing to uh, stick your neck out, <laughs> I guess, and, and uh, staying in, involved in, in what's going on around you. Absolutely. And following that passion, um, definitely have that as well. So we've kind of talked a lot about um, some of the exciting things coming up in pharmacy and obviously provider status is is uh, top of mind for you and for many other pharmacists out there. Are there any other things happening in the future of pharmacy that are really have you excited? Uh, I'm I'm really excited about personalized medicine and pharmacogenomics, mm-hmm. and I just we have to work through this emerging science and, and how it gets applied clinically in practice. Uh, but today or in the, what's been traditional is, is drugs are developed for a population and applied to every, to a population uh, as they, you know, as best we could tell from clinical trials. Uh, and now that we're getting to understand how, an individual's DNA can impact how they metabolize medications uh, to get them to be more effective with it for an individual or to uh, reduce the side effects or the negative consequences from taking medications. Uh, I I think pharmacy is going to play a big role in that because that's specific to the medication use and not a medical condition. I just think it's going to both elevate what we can do with improving uh, patients' responses to medications and get pharmacists really more connected and engaged with both their patients and uh, other healthcare providers. 
Sure. That is, is something that, you know, even when I was in school, they touched on, but it is certainly booming right now. And, you know, there are a lot of opportunities out there to make yourself, um, you know, learn more about pharmacogenomics. There are certainly a lot of uh, CE opportunities, certified trainings, uh, certainly a lot of uh, room to grow there. I even visited with a company down in Cool Springs, uh, Sano Prescribing. Um, I think that was the name of the company, but they're doing some really great work. And and there, it just seems that that's really going to be the direction of healthcare. So I agree with you. I think that the, the, the personalized medicine is the way of the future. And uh, that's great that you're kind of in tune with that. And, and I think have some, some fun projects going on with that as well. So uh, as our final question, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their careers? I would say, um, be confident, you know, and really see yourself as big as others see you. And I think oftentimes uh, we get a little insecure, especially younger when we're, you know, nothing builds a confidence like experience. So certainly there's a certain amount of uh, wisdom that you gain through that, through age and experiences. But uh, I, I think sometimes we can get insecure and maybe not think big enough, and and others probably give us more credit than we give ourselves. And so I think if you if you could see yourself through other people's eyes and really open up the doors bigger than you maybe think they are, and have more more confidence in yourself, you can you can do more earlier on. And and who who knows where that will lead, right? So. You could become the president of APHA. So. <laughs> Yeah, I th- I think that is really brilliant advice because I know when I got started in my career, uh, you're you are you're not confident. Um, you're used to learning from professors and and people who have had experience, and you know you're not kind of taking ownership of that new doctor title. And my my current uh, boss is always saying, fake it till you make it. So <laughs> I think that's great advice. And, you know, once you see yourself as a peer with other pharmacists and, you know, yeah, think think big and just kind of put yourself out there and, and fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, you, you, again, you're, we're gonna, you're gonna make mistakes along the way and you just have to pick yourself up from those. Being confident, putting yourself out there and, and, really, again, see yourself as big as others see you are. Uh, and, uh, and you can go a long ways. Well, Brad, thanks so much for sharing some of the tips that you've picked up along the way and uh, some of the things that you do to keep current on what's going on in healthcare. We're really excited to see some of the initiatives that you'll be working on and helping lead uh, APHA, the largest pharmacy organization in the country. So, and, and we're all going to have some fun hosting. Uh, all of these pharmacists in Nashville for the APHA annual meeting in March of 2018. And 
We're just delighted that you could take some time with us and, and share some of your story with our listeners. Well, thank you for the opportunity. and It's been great talking to you today, Hillary. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. 